0: Hello and welcome to the Yoga Off the Mat podcast with Amber Hagberg, episode number six. And you have no idea how excited I am to talk to you about this topic today, self-love. Throughout the next little time that we share together, I'll be taking you on a journey of how I discovered self-love and what it became to me as well as a guided meditation at the end to help you discover what self-love means to you once you begin to embody it from a place of experience rather than just the words that I'm sharing with you. So at first, I'll share with you my inner wisdom, my inner knowledge of experience, and then I'll share with you a guided journey to find your own. So as you're ready, let's dive in. What is self-love? You get to decide. You get to determine what self love means to you. The reason that I found I wasn't loving myself is because I had just ended a five year relationship after leaving a seven, eight year relationship. And I was like, who the heck is Amber? And what do I like? What do I want? And it's crazy, right? Because from the time I was 14 to the time I was like 22, 23, I had been in this long-term relationship and it was just about him. And then from that relationship, unfortunately, fortunately, I went directly into another relationship that was about five years. So to sum it up, from the time I was 14 to the time I was 27, as my entire adult, like life, I was in a relationship. And so I was really dependent, so dependent on these people. They were my world. It was like, where do we want to eat? Where do we want to go? What do we want to do? There was no sense of I in this identity of relationship. And it wasn't until I walked away from my second long-term relationship that I realized I hadn't been loving myself along the way. I realized that I was giving myself to these other people and these other relationships, that there was no sense of Amber. And it was like one of the scariest places I had ever been because I didn't know that I could be okay on my own. And as I started this journey, I actually had made it a commitment that when this second relationship ended, that I would be single for three and a half years. I don't know why that number came out of my mouth or where it came up in my mind, but it was like, okay, I'm committed to being single. So just to give you a little backdrop, this relationship, this five year, my last relationship that I was in, five years long, I wanted to be with him forever. I wanted to marry him, I wanted to have babies. And it was crazy because we had spent four and a half years saving and planning to move to Costa Rica together. And on the night before we were going to move, we had quit our jobs. We had sold everything. We were literally sleeping on the floor in our apartment with nothing, everything packed. And he says to me, what's your plan? Are you going to follow me to Costa Rica? And it was like, oh, my heart was so shattered. And I was like, what am I doing? I was going through this inner turmoil. Like, am I following him? Where should I go? What should I do? And he bought a one-way ticket to Costa Rica without me, and I was like, oh, no. I just quit my job. I just sold everything I had. What am I supposed to do? And when he went to Costa Rica, he basically just sent me message after message and invited me down. So I followed. I went with him, and for like a year and a half, we were in this really toxic relationship where it wasn't working, but neither one of us knew how to be alone, neither one of us knew how to leave. I had gone to a 10-day Vipassana meditation, and in the midst of this 10-day Vipassana meditation, you will never guess what happened to me, but I was like, it's silent, you're not allowed to talk, you don't make eye contact, and for 10 hours a day, for 10 days, you're in complete silence. And this morning after my meditation, I had this thought that was like, I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to lose it. I had this vision of telling my boyfriend that I was going to have a miscarriage and I had never been pregnant, never had a scare. And when I got out and six weeks later, I was pregnant, crazy. Like I had this vision and two days later, I lost the baby. I had a miscarriage. And I was so devastated. Like it was the biggest loss that I'd ever like endured um, because I wanted it so bad. Like every period I got while I was with him, I was like, bummer. I really wanted to like have his baby. I wanted to be with him. And after we had the baby, um, the baby scare and the miscarriage, he says to me, you know that I didn't want this. And I thought to myself, I can't keep doing this no way. And so I said, okay, you know what? I'm moving. I'm going to leave for six months and we'll readdress our relationship then. And he's like, no, please, you don't need to leave. Like, that's not the answer. Let's wait. I'll, I'll buy you a house. You can live there. Like, you don't need to go. And I was like, no. I can't keep doing this. You know, after you have a miscarriage, you still go through postpartum. You still had this baby. And I was really, really depressed. And I just, I had this like break inside of me where I was like, I'm done. And what I realized in that decision that I made, even though he was begging me to stay, is that I chose different. I chose myself. And what I realized in this moment is I've done something that no one in my life has done before. My mom and my dad both stayed in relationships where they were abused and their children were abused. And they chose to stay out of fear, out of fear of not falling in love again, out of fear about not having love again. And what I realized is I was redoing my family history. I was going deep into the ancestral walls. And what I discovered then is that my mom and my dad didn't love themselves. They were so busy being busy, taking care of their families and pleasing their partners that they lost I. They lost who they were along the way. And I picked that habit up. It became mine as I lost my dad when I was 17 to cancer and had been in relationship my whole life. From being 14 to 27, not finding Amber and who Amber was, what Amber liked. What did I like to eat? What did I like to do? Who did I want to be? I mean, I don't know that we ever know exactly who we want to be. I think that we're constantly becoming. But it was the first time in my life where I was like, what does Amber want? And so I left and I made this commitment to myself for three and a half years to be alone. And it was so scary because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked. All I knew is that it wasn't working. And in that very moment, I set a standard for myself. I chose me. And that is when the self-love journey began. I cried every day, every single day, Friends I know would see me and they'd call, Amber, are you okay? I just seen you in your car. You were crying. And I had deep pain. And every morning I woke up and I had a gratitude list. I was grateful for my car. I was grateful for financial abundance. I was grateful for my healthy body. I was grateful to be living in Costa Rica. I was grateful for my friends. I was grateful that I left this relationship, even though I was in deep pain. And in that gratitude journal, I just kept writing every day what I was grateful for and writing down my goals, really learning what my goals were. Because at that time, I didn't know. I just knew that I wanted to commit to a practice of me. So I would journal, I would meditate, and I would move my body and do the yoga. It's the one thing that saved me when I lost my dad. And it's the one thing that saved me when I left this relationship and I lost my baby. And so I committed every single day to wake up and be and sit with myself, even though it was painful, and even though I didn't always like what I met. And there I was with me every single day. And what unfolded was like, Amber, this whole time you've been wanting to travel, but both, both of my partners were really homebodies. They didn't want to travel. And so I chose not to travel. Guess what I did? I decided to give away all the things that I had, as much as I possibly could, and I decided to travel. I took four months to travel the world. And I went to seven countries in that time and really dove deep into me. I went to India for six months. I lived on an ashram. I met up with my sister in Italy, and we hiked all around and ate pizza, pasta, and ice cream until our stomachs hurt. We went to a yoga retreat that I led in Morocco with my friend. And then I went to Portugal, Turkey. I met up with friends. I studied yoga. And I just explored the world, all these things that I didn't do before. And I started to discover really what I love to eat, what I love to do, what made me smile. And what kept with me was me. Do I want to go? No. Do I have to go? Mm, No. I got to find my yes and my no. And after leaving that relationship, what I discovered is like, okay, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I lived by that for over a year where it was like, okay, do you want to? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, no. And I didn't have anyone to agree with me. I didn't have anyone to disagree with me. It was just me. It was the most powerful thing I could have ever done. And I also just want to give you a side note. Right now, open enrollment for my Live Your Yoga mentorship is happening. So if you're like, Amber, I want to discover self-love rituals. I want to discover who I am. I want to prioritize myself. Then I would love for you to book a discovery call with me. What we'll dive into is a stress-free lifestyle audit. I'll get to know a little bit more about you. You'll get to know a little bit more about my program. We'll find out if it's a good fit. And then maybe we can start working together. And I can share with you the strategy that I learned. That you can find in the show notes or just go to amberhagberg.com slash stress-free lifestyle. Would love to chat with you more about it. Anyways, back to the story of self-love what we have to look at is what does self-love mean to you? Because so many people are like, love yourself first, put yourself first, self-love. But we don't always know what self-love means. And I can share with you what it means to me, but then you're just listening to my words and taking it in. But that doesn't mean that self-love is the same for you. There's five different love languages I do encourage you to take the love language test to figure out what it is for you. Do you like to be loved through words, through quality time spent together, through affirmations, through gifts? There's many different ways in which we can receive love. And so determining for you, how do I want to feel loved? And what I discovered, what I really found inside of me, like this this self-love was just a discovery. I keep saying discovered, but that's because it was a discovery, a discovery of what gets Amber off, <laughs> you know, like what makes Amber love herself? And it was time I spent with myself. It was time I just kept unpacking and packing my backpack. I couldn't wait for the next trip. I was so happy to be where I was. And at the same time, I love to unpack and I love to repack. And I loved to be on my own time, not having to agree with anybody. And so I spent three and a half years doing this. And it was quality time I spent with myself. I like to call it these like sacred mornings where it was like journal, tea, movement, yoga. What does Amber need today? And then I would give that to myself. Full permission, whatever I needed. Eventually self-love became something of a slow down. Let's do nothing but self-love changes the way in which i love myself today is so different than the way in which i loved myself three and a half years ago and i want to let you know something i set a freaking standard back then and that standard was i'm not going to settle with a guy that is not committed to me long term and i walked away because i knew i deserved more and that was so scary you know especially when he's like don't go but i had learned from the time before don't go stay let's do this but I just kept settling for a non-negotiable. Now I know that self-love is honoring my values in a partner, but first I had to discover, discover what Amber's values were, and that was in self-love. What was most important to Amber? What was Amber's hell yes? And when I found my self-love, you guys, guess what? I fell in love again. I started to question, you know, three and a half years single, will I meet someone? Am I going to be alone forever? You know, a fear that my dad had. And guess what? No. I met this man and he loves me so much. He's so kind, so caring, so nurturing. And he knows what he has because he has me. The best part? is this relationship is no longer a dependent relationship. He does his thing, I do mine. Now, I'm not perfect. I had a lot of childhood drama where my dad wasn't around and I was craving, seeking his love, so I'm a jealous girl. And being in a relationship, yeah, practicing self-love, single for three and a half years, you think you healed it, put another boy in the mix. And guess what? That jealousy still triggers me, it still comes up. But I know that if he leaves or I leave, we'll both be okay because we were both okay before it happened. And this relationship is no longer a toxic dependent relationship. We are both free. We both have I. And when we come into we, it is so beautiful and so worth the wait. So if you're out there like, will self-love happen for me? Will I meet a man that allows me to be me? Can I still be myself and be in relationship? The answer is hell yes, you can. You might have to wait, and I know you'll have to do some work, but I can tell you it's worth it. Find how you want to be loved and love yourself like never before, and that man, that woman, will come in and love you the way that you love you, because we are loved the way we love ourselves. And when we set a standard for self-love by prioritizing ourselves, by giving to ourselves, we welcome and we open the door for that next person to come in and love us equally in a different way. And now, one thing my friend says, does this relationship fuel you like gasoline where it can empty out? Or does it flatter you like extra icing on the cake that just spills over? And the answer with gratitude was, it's flattering. It just pours onto my already full cup and the love that we share. I mean, sometimes we're in bed at night and we're just expressing love and I'm crying, you know, just in tears. And so is he. And it's like, oh, this is so beautiful. And this is so worth it. But man, did I have to go through it? Was there so much work I had to commit to? Mm Mm-hmm. And it was the self-love journey, the self-love discovery. And I would love to take you on a journey to discover what self-love means to you. So remember, if if you're feeling called, uh, apply for the membership, the mentorship. See if we're a good fit. See if it's a good journey for you. And as you're ready, we'll go into a guided meditation. So if you need to come back, you're on the road right now, you're at work and you can't really fully dive into this meditation, you can always come back to it. But if you can, do it with me now. Find your way into a seated position. I like to cue into Siddhasana, the posture where your knees are bent and your ankles are one in line in front of the other. If the knees are lifted up high, place knees bolsters underneath of your knees and sit up onto a blanket, a cushion, a bolster, something to elevate your hips higher than your knees. Shift forward back, side to side, until you find center. Place your hands onto your thighs, just slightly behind the knees so that your elbows relax back by the rib cage. Allow your face to soften as you draw the awareness into your breathing. Breathe in and out of your nose. as you breathe in and out of your nose, draw the awareness into your heart. And allow the breath to breathe through your heart. Inhale, expand space. And exhale, contract, come closer to the heart. as you breathe and contract and expand and breathe, contract and expand, what comes to mind when I say the word love? What do you see Is it a color, a person, a part in nature? What comes up for you when you hear the word love? Does that vision bring up an emotion, and if so, what? Now what happens to that vision when I bring up the word self-love? What vision? What do you see when you think of self-love? And when you see it, what feeling arises in your body? And I want you just to keep following the thought to the feeling, the vision to the feeling. And can you allow it to expand and contract with the breath? Like self-love, love love that's overflowing. What is it like when self-love and love overflow? And in the contrary, what happens when there isn't Any or lack of when you're contracting as you exhale, what does it feel like when there isn't love? Is that real? Is it possible to have no love at all or self-love? What does that look like? What does that feel like in your body? Then begin to draw yourself back now to this space where there's just love left. There's just love left. To know that it's infinite and it's abundant and it shows up in many different forms and flavors and for you it's the discovery of what does love look and feel like for you. And my journey is different than yours. My invitation for you now is to journal and reflect, to contemplate what is love? What is self-love? And how can I start to love myself more? What will I start doing? What will I stop doing as a reflection to love myself and love my journey. That's my invitation for you to take this meditation and practice it as much as you need. To journal and contemplate and define what self-love is for you. Let it be defined by your own terms. You're in control. You get to choose what self-love is. So show up. Love yourself daily. And I would love to hear from you. Head over to my private Facebook group, Live Your Yoga Community, and share with me what is self-love to you. You can also find me on Instagram, Amber Hagberg, and let's practice loving each other, eat ourselves together. We learn from one another. And you are the most sacred, intimate, relationship that you will ever have. It's the longest relationship that you have in this lifetime. It's the closest relationship that you'll have in this lifetime. Water it. Buy it flowers. Take time every single day to show up and nourish this relationship with all the love you have. And on the days where it's hard to love you, on the shadowy days, the darker days? What can you do in those days, in those moments, to still love who you are, the bright, the dark, the happy, the sad, the good, the bad? This is the relationship you got. No matter how far you run, no matter how far you go, no matter how many miles you move, how many relationships you go through, no matter what, you always end up with you. Nurture it. Love it. And I will catch you in the next episode. I cannot wait to connect and hear what you think about this episode. So keep me posted. Tag me on Facebook. Tag me on Instagram. And I will see you soon. And I want to thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. It's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insights. For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com groups slash yoga for inner peace to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress, build confidence, and create a community of other women who are like you, wanting to better their lives, to better their communities. Thank you again for being here and if you're on social, post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hackberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship. First from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.